Okay, so we're going to be in Luke chapter 6, if you would like to turn there. Just while you're turning there, so our, our kiddos, they're going to be rushing off fairly quickly uh, after the meeting they have a party to, to go to. Um, and I believe that, it is that there's an option of fancy dress for these parties, as many kids' parties have the option. And it got me thinking actually about fancy dress. Um, I'm sure there are many people here who like dressing up in fancy dress, uh, either as a certain character or you know, maybe one of their favourite um, uh, TV or film characters or whoever it may be. Some of you, I reckon, secretly like it, even though you wouldn't actually admit to it uh, in public. I just wondered, is there anyone that would let us know what their favourite uh, costume to dress up in is or fancy dress is? It doesn't just have to be the children, it can be the adults. Harvey. Spider-Man. Spider-Man was here last week. I don't know if anyone saw Spider-Man. He was it, it was Spider-Man. Ezra was Spider-Man, was he? Oh. We go. We've gone and I thought it was Spider-Man. Yeah, Eva. Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville. Eva likes dressing up as Cruella Deville. Yes. Cinderella. Mia likes dressing up as Cinderella. Isaac. A spider. A spider. <laughs> just a spider. Not Spider-Man, just a spider. You okay, buddy? Okay. So actually, and I'm sure there are adults in here who do have a favourite fancy dress that they've done, maybe at a party some point, something that sticks to the mind. Abba, got to put that one out there. You guys as Abba. Yeah. Um, but I actually, um, for, let's say fairly recently, a few years ago when we were at New Day, we did a, a fancy dress theme for one day. And I've brought in some of my fancy dress outfit and I'm going to show you some of it. And I want to see if anyone knows who it is that I was dressing up as. Okay, I say some of it because some of it's gone missing, some of it got stolen, some of it's been borrowed. But we'll see what we've got here. We have a pair of hand, I painted these, hand painted bright yellow shoes. Okay. Banana man, that's a good shout. It's a good guess, but it's not quite right. Um, let me see what else I've got. This one might give it away a little bit more. It's not Baywatch, by the way. It's red shorts, but it wasn't Baywatch. Uh, we've got some red shorts with some buttons on the front and a little tail. Mickey Mouse. There we go. So, so, I would have had more, but Steph stole my leggings. It's probably not a bad thing. And, and uh, I believe someone borrowed the ears. That would have been the one that would have given it away. But that was one of my... I was quite proud of that one. I thought I'd done quite a good job uh, on that fancy dress. Um, but here's the thing. When we were in London, when we went... You're right there, yellow shoes. When we went to the Jurassic World exhibition, it was at the Excel in London. And at the same time, Comic-Con was going on. I don't know if you've heard of Comic-Con, but it's this... This huge uh, exhibition, this huge um, conference where people come and it's all based on, on comics and film and TV uh, and people can come and buy comics, people come and hear talks and interviews and those sorts of things. But one of the things that really characterises Comic-Cons is the, the costumes that people wear. And we saw some amazing costumes, even just in, in the little bit of time that we were in the Excel. We stayed in a hotel. The next morning, one girl who was staying there came down for breakfast, dressed up in her outfit, and it was excellent, to the point where one of the ladies that was working there wanted her picture taken with her. Uh, and we were walking through 
back into London on the next day and we saw so many people coming dressed up in these costumes, coming to Comic-Con, and I think I probably could tell maybe two or what two or three of the people were. Such was the scope of all these characters and all these people that these people were dressing up as. And it was pretty impressive. I don't know if we got any pictures actually of uh, this just to give you an idea of the sort of thing that people go dressed up as. Uh, we've got the Incredibles there, family effort there of the Incredibles. Next one please Ian, if you just tap down. Oh, Mario theme here. Mario and Luigi, Princess Peach. Uh, next one, uh, many Spider-Men, no one quite sure who is the real Spider-Man, and one more I think, but look, you can see, look at the, just the, uh, the commitment and devotion to that Iron Man costume, it's something else, it's quite spectacular, and then we've got Captain America there as well, but here's the thing, when people are dressing up, they're taking on a role, taking on playing a character, aren't they? And it could be that they're wanting to look like them. Maybe they take on the mannerisms of them. They speak the way that they speak. They act in the way that they would act. And it's the way of, it's, it's about enjoyment. It's about having fun. It's about pretending to be someone else. And taking on this role, playing this role, playing this character. But here's the thing, is that it's just temporary. I would like to think, those people don't wear that all the time. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I definitely don't wear my Mickey Mouse outfit all the time. But it's about, it's temporary. It's about just taking on a, taking on a character and playing a character for a while. It is not really who they are. It isn't actually their identity. It's just something that they might step into from time to time for, for enjoyment, for fun. Now, as a church, we, a couple of weeks ago, started looking at Micah 6, verse 8, didn't we? It says, Who has told you, O mortal, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness, or some translations would say to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? And we wanted to think about what it is that God desires of us, what God wants of us, because don't we want to be a people who live our lives in such a way that we are stepping into God's heart for us, living out God's purposes for us. And today we're going to be thinking about what it is to love kindness, or as I say, some translations would say mercy, what it is to love mercy. And there's a lot we could say. Now Jubilee Plus, who I mentioned a little while ago, they um, do a thing called Monday Mercy, where on YouTube, they've got a, a, a subscription that you can subscribe to, a playlist, sorry, that you can subscribe to, where on Mondays, they share five to ten minutes around the theme of mercy. They're up to number 77, and they're still going, which shows there is a, a lot that we could say about mercy and kindness. There is a lot for us to grow in and to discover and to learn. And so actually, there's no way that I'm going to be able to cover everything now but actually there is one thing, the, the, the focus that I do want to bring in these moments that we have is this, is that when we're talking about God's desire for us to love kindness and to love mercy, is that just re relating back to what I was just sharing about Comic-Con and taking on roles and characters is this, is that it is not just about the things we do, this is actually about who we are. This is a question of identity. And actually, if we see it just as a, I'm just gonna, do, I'm gonna just put on kindness, uh, just from time to time, as a temporary thing, we're gonna really miss what God is calling us to. Because actually, the call 
to, love, to, to be those that love kindness and to love mercy is about who we are to be. It comes out of our identity. So what is mercy? As I mentioned, in some translations of that verse in Micah, it would say love mercy. Some would say love kindness. That should give us a good idea that actually the two are very, very closely linked. And what you might find is that I jump between mercy and kindness as I'm talking today. Um, that might not be intentional always, but it's just because the two are so closely linked and kind of interwoven together. But we can look at mercy in terms of what we see biblically of mercy and of the God of mercy is this, is that when God acts in mercy, he acts in compassion and kindness towards people. That is what mercy is, acting in compassion and kindness towards people. But we often see and particularly see that mercy responds to those who have need of some kind, to those who are helpless. It reaches in where that need is. And it meets people in that place of need. And last week, we were looking at Jesus' words, weren't we? In the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to be looking at some more of Jesus' words today as we kind of help, as, as he helps us to understand what mercy and kindness is. In Luke chapter 6, verse 31, Jesus Speaking to the crowds, he says this, he says, Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies... Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Okay. Now in the summer, we were, we spent some time thinking about love. First and foremost, thinking about loving God with everything we have. And then secondly, about loving our neighbour as ourselves. And this, what is known as the golden rule, would have come up then. What Jesus is saying, actually, do to others as you would have them do unto you. That's what it looks like to love your neighbour. The way that you would want to be treated, that is the way that you are to treat other people. The things that you would want other people to do to you, do that to them. And again, it's something that we thought about in summer. We spent some time, didn't we, thinking, actually, what are some of the ways in which we like people treating us? What are the things that we like in terms of the way that people behave to us and act to us and the way that they treat us? And we thought about that. So we're not really going to dig too much into that this morning. But actually, when, just to say, when, when Jesus tells us to do to others as you would have them do to you, the kind of things that, my, that come to my mind are... Kindness. I want people to treat me in a kind way. So actually we should treat others with kindness. I want people to be patient with me. That means I need to be patient with other people. I want people to forgive me when I've done something wrong and I've offended them or hurt them. Then that means I should be quick to extend forgiveness to those who have offended me or who have hurt me. So actually when we're thinking about kindness and when we're thinking about mercy, I think Jesus' words here are so helpful to us. 
What does it look like? It means to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But as Jesus is saying this, did you notice he then draws our attention to God? Almost as like an anchor. Actually, Jesus said, I'm calling you to do this, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. To help you in this, look to the Father. Kind of anchor yourself in the Father. Why? Because we are to be merciful just as your Father is merciful. We're to be merciful because that is who God is. We're to treat people with kindness because God treats people with kindness. We're to forgive people. Why? Because God is quick to forgive. We're to be patient with people. Why? Because God is patient with people. We're to meet people in their need. Why? Because that's where God meets people. We're to go and help the helpless. Why? Because God gives himself to the helpless. So actually, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Psalm 23 says that David wrote, didn't he? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. David knew what it was to be chased down, to be pursued by goodness and mercy. He had experienced that in his own life. Why? Because God is a merciful God. God is a good God. And he met David. When he wrote Psalm 23, he was in a very desperate situation. Where his, he was, his life was at risk and he wasn't sure how things were going to pan out. And yet in the midst of that he was able to say, God has met me in my need. God has met me in my helplessness. And I continually experience God's goodness and God's mercy in my life. We've got Psalm 145. <coughs> Again in the Psalms. I think these, some of this came up in one of the songs that we sung. In, in some of the lyrics, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. This is who God is. This is who God is. He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in love. He is good to who? To all. He's not good to some. He's not good to a select few. He's good to all. And his mercy is over how much of that he's made. All that he has made. His mercy is over all that he has made. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. When we took communion, we spent some time, didn't we, in 1 John chapter 3. We should be called, we, we were reflecting, weren't we, that how it could be that we should be called children of God. Why is it the case that we can be called children of God? Because of the Father's love. Because of the Father's mercy. Because of the Father's kindness. Because of that, he has made a way for us to become children of God. Which is why when Jesus says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. He doesn't say be merciful just as God is merciful. He says your father is merciful because you're his children. Be like your father, not in a comic con, dressing up, imitating someone else kind of a way. But be like your father because of who we are. Because that is who we are. Now it's possible for us 
to think. And actually when we read uh, and hear Jesus' words in Luke chapter 6, he says, what does he say? Love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. If we're not careful, we read that as if I act in a certain way and if I do these certain things, if I play this role, if I play this part, if I imitate God right, then that is the way that I become a child of God. Actually, it's the other way around and we have to get it right. We imitate the Father because we are his children. It's because we are his children that we are to be those who love kindness and we love mercy. So because we are God's children, we will demonstrate that we are sons and daughters by imitating God's care and compassion for all. For everyone. We just read, didn't we? His mercy extends over all that he has made. His love to all. We're to imitate God's care and compassion for everyone. I'm going to say that again because I need you to take this in. Everyone. (laughs) For everyone. You may have noticed that when Jesus... Jesus' words when he's, he's called this call to be those who are merciful just as your, your father is merciful. Actually, he's calling us to live this out with those that we don't get on with. To those who are hostile towards us. To those who, are even, to, to those who even hate us. Did you notice that in the context that Jesus is saying? Actually, it's all about loving your enemies. It's not about loving your family or your friends. It's about loving your enemies. And this is challenging. But it's meant to be challenging, which is why Jesus said it. Because this is actually what it looks like to live in God's kingdom. And it's counter to the kingdom that we're a part of before we were part of God's kingdom. We are to show mercy to all, even to those we think are in the wrong. That can be, that can be really hard. That can be really, really challenging. As Jesus said, actually, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? Why? Because everyone does that. It doesn't matter if you're a child of God or not. Everyone does that. They love those who love them. Of course we're meant to do that. But we're to take it further. We're to show mercy to all, even those who we think are in the wrong. Desmond Tutu once said, we grow in kindness when our kindness is tested. Actually, isn't that true of so much in life? When we grow, it often comes when we're tested or or under pressure. And it's true of kindness as well. We grow in it when our kindness is tested. Comes easily, doesn't it, actually? When when we're showing kindness or mercy to someone that we love or to someone that we like or to someone that we find easy to love. But actually, where we will really grow in mercy, where we will really grow in kindness, is when those things are tested when actually we need to live this out among those we do not get along with, with those who are hostile to us, those, even those who hate us. And I think that's why it's so helpful, actually, that we are told to love mercy. You see, our love for mercy is born out of our love for God and born out of our love for others. 
And what love enables us to do is love enables us to act in kindness and mercy to everyone. It enables us to go beyond ourselves and where our natural limits might be. But love in mercy and loving kindness enables us to express that and live that out and show that to everyone. We can all, though, we can all love those who love us. We can all love those who we find easy to love. But actually, if we really take hold of this call to love mercy and to love kindness, it means we need to show it indiscriminately to anyone who needs it, and to everyone who needs it. Why? Because I would want people to do the same to me. Those people who don't find me easy to love, those people who might find me hostile in some ways, I would want them to, to, to show me mercy and show me kindness. So actually, we're to do the same. So love, mercy. This is who we are to be. This is not just something that we do from time to time. It is not just something that we do when we feel like we're able to. Actually, this is who we are to be. I think going back to that sort of the the dressing up, playing the character, the Comic-Con and costumes imagery can be helpful here. Because it might be, you know, maybe if we're going to school and we put on our uniforms and we think, right, well, I've got my uniform on, then I'm going to be kind. But then when the uniform comes off, I don't need to do that anymore. Or maybe when we go to work, I don't know if you have a uniform for work or set clothes for work, you put those on, right, okay, I'm going to be kind and merciful now. But then when, then when I'm out of that situation, then I don't have to act in that way. Or maybe it could be a sports team or a club and, and you put on, on the, the appropriate clothing for that and it's that sense of, right, while I'm here, I'm going to be kind and I'm going to be merciful. Uh, I'm going to play that role. I'm going to imitate God when I'm here. But it's not that. Actually, we're to be those who love mercy, who love kindness in all places and at all times and among all people, in big crowds or one-to-one. So be merciful as your Father is merciful. Or love us, just to kind of respond to this in prayer. I don't know if you remember a number of weeks back, we talked about how we can pray using our, using our hands, using our fingers. Can anyone remember what each of these fingers represented when we prayed? I'll run through it and we'll see if anyone remembers. Our thumb. Who do we pray for when we look to our thumb? So our thumb is the finger that is closest to us. So we would pray for those who are close to us, maybe for our family or for our friends. This finger, does anyone remember what this finger does? This finger points to things that are far away. And so with this finger, we're going to pray for those who are further away. Maybe it's someone that we love who lives far away. Or maybe it's someone that actually is far away from God. Or someone who, just thinking about those uh, that, we, that we might find harder to get along with. It could be that we pray for those people who are further away. Our middle finger is our biggest finger. So actually with that one we would pray for people who are in authority or leaders. So it could be for our government or for our teachers perhaps. Or anyone who are bosses at work. <coughs> the next finger, our, our ring finger. Does anyone remember this? Try if you, all the other fingers can stand up on their own. 
You have to be careful what way around you have your hand. But if you, all the other fingers can stand up on their own, okay? Apart from your ring finger, it can't. Well, maybe yours can, mine definitely can't. I can't get it to stand up straight. It's the weakest finger. And so actually with this finger, we pray for those who are, who are weak in some way. Maybe they're unwell, maybe they're in need, maybe they're vulnerable. And then this finger, our last finger, called the little finger, it's called the little finger for a reason, because it's the smallest finger that we have. And, and, it, and it's also called another name for the pinky. And a pinky, yeah, another name is, is a pinky. And with this finger, we pray for, this is to represent ourselves. And actually it's right that we pray for ourselves as well. And so we're going to pray around this idea of, of mercy and kindness. But I would like Molly... Molly, can you choose which finger, can you choose one finger on your hand, show me, point to one of your fingers, and then we're going to pray <coughs> on that. Just choose it for our thumb. Cool. So, we're going to pray for those who are, who are close to us. Okay? And we're going to pray, actually, for God to bless them. So, it could be that you have someone particularly in mind. It could be family. It could be friends. Someone that is close to you might actually be a group of people rather than individuals. And we are going to pray that God would bless them and that God would do them good. But that God would also show us ways in which we can show kindness to them. Because we want to be a people who put this into action. So let's pray that God would show us how we can, act, we can show mercy and we can show kindness to them. Again, just swivel with... Uh, turn to some folk who are near you. Let's pray together around that. So with that, if you need to remember, it's your thumb. So it's those who are close to your heart. And let's pray for them. Let's bring them before God. And let's pray for ourselves that we would be able to show mercy and kindness to those folk in our lives.